Welcome to the East Main Media Podcast, a series of conversations featuring leaders in a variety of subjects, including business, politics, media, and the arts. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com forward slash podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. Visit jlc-accounting.com and by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. Now here's your host, Brian Brodor. I'm super excited to be joined by Dave Amarata today. Now, full disclosure, Dave is a member of East Main Media. He is head of post-production here, a great editor, a cornerstone of the business, and wonderful guy. Um, we've worked together for about almost 10 years now. Yeah. And But that is not what we're here to talk about. Um, I am excited to talk about Dave's work as a singer. Because as I joke in the world, Dave's a singer that happens to moonlight as an editor for East Main Media. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for joining me. I know we had to twist your arm a little bit. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we met 10 years ago. Um, and my knowledge of you as a singer then, as a musician, it was part of what we talked about. Sure. But it, it's a super passionate part of your life, and you're very accomplished at it. And I wanted to have you join me because not a lot of people know about this aspect of you in particular, but also you have a great story and what you're doing is awesome at a very high level. So let's start with the important stuff, which is you are a member, you sing lead in New Jersey's number one barbershop quartet. That is true. That is Gimme Four. Yes. Uh, you recently came out with your first CD, your debut CD. Mm -hmm which is great, sounds awesome. We're Thank gonna talk you. about that and play some tracks. Sure. You're also a member and the co-director of East Coast Sound, a larger format vocal group. Yep. Right? So um, let's start right there. Tell me a little bit about Gimme Four. Sure, so Gimme Four is an acapella quartet. We sing all types of vocal music, but when we compete, we consider ourselves a barbershop quartet. And I would say probably primarily we consider ourselves a barbershop quartet. But when we enter competitions and that kind of stuff, we sing, you know, the good old barbershop style. Okay, now stop right there because there's a super important detail here that in these competitions that you enter in with Gimme Four, you have achieved 16th ranking in the world. Yeah, we were 16th actually two years ago, and this past year we came in 14th. So we bumped up two rankings. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, to be anything in the world of a significant ranking like that is an incredible achievement. And I know, I want to sort of say out loud for the world, that you guys work really hard at this. Yes, we do. And it takes a lot of dedication, and it's not something anybody could phone in. You know? It's definitely not to like, you know, pump us up, but like it is, it's difficult and it takes, it definitely takes a lot of work. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, that's not that hard. And then you try it yourself. You're like, wow, vocal music with no accompaniment at all is very, very difficult. Okay. Now let's dive into that for a second, because there is a difference between barbershop singing, barbershop quartets and acapella music. Yes. Now, I want to have you explain that difference, explain what barbershop quartet music is, mm -hmm. but 
I want to acknowledge that pop culture, the world at large, may see acapella, which is having a revival a little bit, but they may see it and experience it as movies like Pitch Perfect and groups like Pentatonix. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, So tell me the difference between that pop culture acapella music and what Barbershop is. Yeah, so Barbershop is technically acapella, right? Because you're singing with no accompaniment. Um, but barbershop in the sense of what the barbershop style is and what people think of when they think barbershop quartet is a bit different. So, for example, when we were, I, I was just saying before that we compete. Uh, when we compete in a barbershop competition, we have to sing barbershop as, you know, in the box of this is the barbershop style, which means that four voices singing homophony, so that means so we're all singing the same words at the same time, mostly, and primarily the melody is in the lead part and there are four parts there's tenor lead baritone and bass but when we are singing in a barbershop competition the lead primarily has the melody so that differs from a cappella in the way that you know if you have pentatonics you might have some doom doom in the basses you know and then all the other parts might be on like non singing syllables like an ooh or a do and there could be a solo so that is different than the barbershop style where we're all primarily singing words at the same time and the melody stays with that lead singer. So, you know, that's the difference in a barbershop quartet. You're also only four people where acapella or pentatonics has more than that or any acapella group. You know, if you have a college group or, or whatever, uh, there can be any number or there could be four too. So I think the, the hallmarks of the style definitely come down to that homophony of everybody singing the same words at the same time and keeping that melody in the lead part. But the style has definitely changed a bit. Right. And, and you, even in, the, like, I've only been in barbershop, I want to say this is probably uh, maybe 12 years now. And in the time that I've been in the style in those 12 years, it has changed a lot. And off mic, you and I were briefly discussing the evolution and sort of the future of where it's going. We'll get back to that. Sure. I actually want to rewind. I yeah. want to go back to that 12 years ago. Tell me how you got started in music but singing and tell me where it all began. Yeah, it's interesting for me because... I mean, I've always played piano, classical piano, my whole life. I played, I mean, pretty consistently. In, like, first grade, I remember playing. My grandpa used to play along with his player piano, and I used to love playing by ear and playing with him. So my grandma was like, you need to start taking lessons. And I was like, no, I hate that. I won't do it. But stuck with it, kept doing it. And then I started to get serious about it. I had, like, a rock band in high school, but still really wasn't a singer. I wouldn't consider myself a singer. But towards the end of high school, there was an, a group at the high school, an acapella group called the Retro Men. And my friend, I think it was Will, who was like, hey, you know, you should, you, you know, you sing like in the band and like you should do acapella. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm into that. Now, wait, this is Will from Gimme Four. Yes, yeah. which is interesting because we've known each other our whole lives and he was in the rock band we had called Solace. So he kind of got me to get into the Retro Men, and I liked acapella, but I didn't really know what barbershop was or anything like that. So I went to college after high school, and I was like, oh, there's going to be all these acapella groups, and I was starting to really get into it. And on my, the campus of Duquesne University where I went, there were zero groups. And I was like really disappointed because acapella seemed like it was like turning into a big thing, and most of the people I talked to were like, oh, at my school, there's like five groups, and like at Duquesne, there were zero. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I, and I was like, you know what? What if I contact my, like, choir director and I said like hey can you help me get some music and stuff and he did and then so I started my own quartet oh wow yeah so that's kind of like how I got into barbershop and then as I got more interested in singing in a quartet 
that kind of became a big thing in college. I had a collegiate quartet, which in, in barbershop, there was a, a competition that was just for a certain age group. I think it was 25 and under. So we, we did that contest. And then finally, when I graduated, I came back to New Jersey and then there was a local barbershop chorus called the Dapper Dance of Harmony. So I, I kind of joined that. And then Give Me Four came about because we were, the four of us were actually members of the Dapper Dance and we were the younger guys and the older guys in the chorus were like, you know what? You guys are young. You should sing some, like a song on a show. And I was oh. like, okay, let's let's do that. So we sang one song. It was called What'll I Do? And like everybody in the room at this concert like got up and gave us a standing ovation. And we, were, we looked at each other and we're like, maybe we'll keep doing this. So then I guess this is seven years later. Gimme Four has been a group for that Same long. members. Same members, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's a long journey. You know, recently you... Uh, mounted the Jersey Harmony Explosion event. Yeah. And Give Me Four was part of that. And tell me a little bit about what that event is, and I'll come back around. We'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so to give the medium answer of how it kind of came about is there is a competition slash a convention in barbershop called the Midwinter Convention. There are two major competitions every year, the International and the Midwinter. And uh, about 10 years ago, the Midwinter Contest started to, like, really get into having youth there. So they had this youth chorus festival that they had. And in our area, we were like, hey, why don't we, we make a chorus and we go. So that became, as at first it was a chorus called TriStar Chorus, which later became East Coast Sound. And then 10 years later of attending this youth chorus festival, we kind of aged out of their kind of demographic of what they were looking for. So we said, well, hey, we've been going to this youth chorus festival. We're now we're kind of too old for that. What can we do around here that kind of gets youth involved in singing, right. which became Jersey Harmony Explosion. So last year was our first annual Jersey Harmony Explosion. And the idea of these, like, kind of, we call them harmony camps, and Gimme Four is, like, we work as clinicians for these kind of uh, very frequently and all over the place, which are uh, tons of fun. And the kind of the goal of these is just to, like, get as many kids as you can and get them singing. It doesn't necessarily have to be barbershop, but the ones we've done mostly have been barbershop. But get kids, girls, guys, at, at any ages up, and you know we probably do them until about college age and even older sometimes, and just get people singing. So the second annual one we actually had this past Saturday, which was February second, a huge success of probably about I think we probably had close to two hundred kids in the first year. I think we had about a hundred fifty. So, you know, our goal is like kind of the same idea of that youth chorus festival, except now it's located in our neck of the woods. We just want to get kids every age excited about singing. Yeah, introduce them to the music, but all kinds of singing, not yeah. just barbershop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this year, a highlight of the event, along with the high-level clinicians and mentoring, which included Gimme Four, mm -hmm. but a highlight of the event was having Deke Sharon, who is currently working with Deke Capella, the Disney acapella yeah. tour, and he was the music director of the Pitch Perfect series, right? Yeah, yeah. And wonderful guy. Very passionate guy. Yeah. Full disclosure, you know, East Main Media and Tap Into TV went to the Harmony Explosion event and interviewed Deke and, and a number of the other uh, clinicians and performers. And it was incredible, the amount of enthusiasm and real open-heartedness of it, that people were all there very positive and really into it. It, it was very remarkable. So Gimme Four performed at last year's and this year's, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And I remember last year where I was there for the Gimme Four performance, and it was awesome. And I'd like to queue up a couple tracks for folks to hear some examples of 
uh, I guess, three different songs from your new CD. Let's cue up the first one would be, this is the opening track on the disc, yep. you know, which is Rhythm Is Our Business. Let's take a listen. Rhythm is our business, rhythm is what we say. Rhythm is our business, business sure is swell. Now when you feel blue, it's really you need. If you got rhythm, you're sure to succeed. Rhythm is our business, business sure is swell. Okay, I'm, I want to move right on and play a different track. And uh, this one is called My Sugar is So Refined. My sugar is so refined She's one of them high-class kind She doesn't wear a hat She wears a chapeau She goes to see a cinema But never a show And lastly, my favorite track on the record uh, Killer Queen uh, Originally done by, of course, the great band Queen Uh, And you guys have your unique take on it So let's take a listen to a snippet of that Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer, queen, gunpowder, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind anytime. So let's break this down a little bit. So. On your disc, you not only have acapella music, but you also have some big band accompaniment and big band arrangements. So tell me first about the difference of these three tracks, you know, Rhythm, My Sugar, Killer Queen. Break that down. Yeah, so we're actually lucky enough to perform with a big band sometimes, Gimme Four, and that's its own unique story, actually. But um, when we do big band, we usually do kind of like Pied Piper style, the modern airs, which are older. I don't know if they're four-part quartets, but the arrangements we do are are four parts for us. But we're lucky enough to sing with, you know, I think it's a 15-piece band in this awesome kind of Glenn Miller old style. So My Sugar is So Refined is actually a high-lows chart, another famous vocal group. And uh, that song is so cool and kind of demonstrates kind of a, a little different harmony. You know, it's not quite, not what you would maybe consider the barbershop style, but kind of some crunchier jazz and some really just cool chords in, in there. Now, Rhythm is Our Business, the title track right out the gate. Tell me about that one. That one has a cool story, actually, which kind of stems from the big band, which is funny. We were sitting in the audience at one of the big band gigs that we were doing, and they started playing the song called Rhythm Is Our Business. And I'm sitting in the audience listening to them play the song where they used it as an introduction to introduce the band members. So there's like a part that says like, he plays trumpet in the band, and then the trumpet plays. Oh, so it's like a singing part, not a, a banter over it. There is a sing, yes. So there's a melody, and he kind of introduces, you know, Brooks plays the drums, and then there's a drum solo. So I'm sitting in the audience thinking like, oh, my God, this would be amazing as in a song for us, and thinking like, how do we steal this? So I took a video. We were like, we send it to one uh, an arranger who we hadn't worked with, and now we work with all the time. And he turned it into this masterpiece, kind of taking all those highlights of, and we use it in our show set as, you know, our for, like actually it's the second song we sing, but it's kind of, you know, we, we always struggled with, we went on stage and we were like, how do you introduce yourselves? And we, we went through many different forms during shows, how we kind of introduce mm-hmm. ourselves. And then sure. we were like, this song is how we introduce ourselves. So, you know, Dave sings lead in the band. Right. Uh, he sings baritone. So it's a fun way. And uh, kids, I mean, when we do this song, they eat it up. They love it. And we have so much fun. We have kind of like a choreography plan. We well, do hold with on. it. 
I have to interrupt you. Yeah. Because I have personally witnessed the moment oh, no. where the entire room chants, Dave, Dave, oh, Dave, Dave. Yeah. So, yeah, I know that there's almost a groupie <laughs> factor there or whatever you might want to call it. It's, uh, yeah. People get very excited when you guys introduce yourselves in the song. Yeah, and it's just fun. And I think <laughs> that was a real turning point for Gimme Four in that song and kind of how we picked songs moving forward and who we were, like our identity as a quartet. Was it because you personalized it? Like it, the individuals uh, sort of stood out because you're a quartet by default, you know? Do you think it's that? Yeah, I, I think, and you know, people, I mean, we've been together for seven years and not, I mean, like there's a lot of quartets that are in there for a while, but you know, we're starting to get the long haul and we always heard, you know, as we went through our journey and kind of coached and worked with people, they would say, you know, you got to find your identity. And we struggled with that. And it's not easy. And I don't say, I don't think every quartet or group has an identity, but when we found rhythm as our business, I think that said, like, people were like, that's it. Like, that's who Gimme Four is. Mm. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it probably stems from a bunch of things, but that song kind of let us be ourselves. We weren't trying to be something else, you know. We were fun and kind of silly. And, you know, if you watched us sing Rhythm is Our Business, you know we're a little goofy. Yeah, you and had fun that, with it. Yeah. yeah, so I think, like, that song really, like, spoke to us in a way. And, you know, if we're looking at contest and when we competed with it, our scores kind of took a turn for the better. I mean, not that we weren't doing well, but we were gradually increasing, but we were kind of stuck at a certain score level in the barbershop uh, contest cycle. And when we started doing kind of these songs and picking songs that we felt like really were true to who we were, that's kind of when the score really started to even go up. Because I think, you know, you're being true to like who we kind of are in a way. And Rhythm is Our Business is such a fun, just cool song. And I don't know how many times after we sing that song, I have people come up to me asking, who did that for you? They're like, when you guys stop singing together, I'm stealing that song from you so fast. <laughs> like, but do you mean the arrangement? Like, yeah, how did you come up with it? Yeah, yeah, and, and they want the they want to hear the story too, which is funny because we didn't even intend for it to be, you know, like a contest right, a vehicle, thing. like yeah. a contest song. And then people were like, "You what? You have to sing that in contest. We want to see that on the stage." And we're like, "Oh, uh, okay." So we did it, and it was amazing. Here's an interesting question. So that song popped for you, right? Resonated, yeah, right? Uh, clearly. How much of what you do as a quartet is dependent about, it's funny, we, we talk about the word resonate, like, because that's part of yeah. singing together is, is how the voices work together. Mm -hmm. How much of the identity of Gimme Four is that sound versus the kind of more not sound, the identity of like, hey, that's a fun song, the personality of the band. You know, what's the ratio there? Hmm. And, and does it vary with other quartets? I think it definitely does. I mean, that's the you know the u unique thing about vocal music and vocal quartets, even, and the idea that if you change one member of four guys, it really changes. Like you can drastically change the sound of one quartet with one change of a member. So, it's it's an interesting question because I think a lot of quartets struggle with like who we are, and like at first maybe if you're at a certain level and like you might only be able to sing certain types of songs and just, uh, you know, because you might be new and you might need to be like feeling out like what really works for us. So like, for example, there are, are quartets, like I, I would consider us right now, we don't really sing a lot of ballads. And, you know, when we found a little bit, not, I don't want to say success, but when we were finding things that we felt like were kind of more in our wheelhouse, we, we were doing up tunes. So that's kind of become part of our identity. And, you know, uh, traditionally in barbershop, when you compete in a round, you sing two songs. And traditionally it's an up tune and a ballad. 
So we kind of broke away from that and we're not the first to do that by any means, but you know, that became something that really resonated for us versus some other quartets, you know, only sing ballads or they sing stuff that's maybe, I don't want to say heavier, but you know, maybe a little bit more in intense. And yeah, so it, it's cool. Cause if you go to a barbershop contest and you look at the top 10, the variation between, you know, who comes in first and 10th, not only stems from, you know, you know, yeah, I don't want to say how good they are or, but I mean, it, it is how good of a singer you are, but like the drastic differences in style, like there are even comedy quartets. So like, it's just so cool to watch because if you watch, you know, even those top 10 or the top 20 or the top 50, there's so much variation and difference between, you know, what, what style works for a group. It's interesting. You know, are there groups that come out that don't have really a personality, but they lean on, we're just going to bring the super high level music performance, but they're just doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like kind of going back to what I said about like there being groups who also have like their own style like for example an international champion quartet that won the entire competition uh one, Swedish no well okay, there sorry. are some Swedes in there but this one that I'm thinking of is not Swedish not there was one called the Swedes. sorry sorry <laughs> no sorry. they're they're real good um the, the one I'm thinking of is called old school and their name says it all they sang old barbershop classics and they sang them and they just sang the crap out of them and that became their hallmark and people made fun of them for kind of crooning old songs and just, you know, annihilating barbershop chords as ringy and as perfectly in tune as you could sing them. And that became their style. So I don't think every group has an identity. And I think as you probably get closer to the top portion, probably top 20 on to the winners, you'll probably find more, more groups that have a style than don't. But I don't think you have to, but I think it's, you know, even some groups, I would say some of their not identity, but maybe what their hallmark is might just be singing amazing. You know, maybe you don't have like a, you don't, you only sing up tunes or you only sing, you know, this kind of thing, but you just sing everything perfect and amazing. So that can kind of be a, a style for a group to have too. So it really depends. You were touching on age before that your entry into larger groups, you know, and there was, you mentioned the older members sort of told the young guys, why don't you go out and do a song, right? In barbershop competitions and barbershop quartets, is there an age range where it starts aging out a little bit? Is it a younger, you know, uh, group? Um, I mean, I would say that it's changed a lot. And, you know, we were we were talking about the Youth Chorus Festival before. That kind of started the youth boom. And not that there wasn't before, but, you know, that really kicked it into high gear. There are different types of contests for age groups. So I also mentioned that collegiate court contest before. That's changed a bit too. I don't actually don't know all the specifics of it, but there is like a junior varsity contest now. And then there's a varsity contest. And there's a senior quartet contest where the four members have to be, I don't know what the age is. I want to say like 65 and older average. And then there's the regular international. So Gimme Four competed in the collegiate quartet contest for two years. And then uh, we call it aging out. We aged out because Will was too old. Sorry, Will. Uh, and uh, we started competing in the, you know, the regular all ages, anything contest. But I would say there's a youth boom for sure that like Barbershop Harmony Society realized that, you know, it's obvious to look at, you know, people think Barbershop Quartet, they think of, you know, probably four old guys and, uh, you know, to stay vibrant and to keep going, they need youth, uh, you know, to kind of infuse into it and keep it 
And just to go even to either, you know, a Jersey Harmony Explosion Festival or the Youth Chorus Festival for an outsider or for someone who's not in barbershop would be an eye-opening experience because, like, those Youth Chorus Festivals had groups from all over the place too, New Zealand, anywhere, like, and just to see the passion of kids. And there's, like, you know, we had 200 kids, which is amazing for, you know, a second-year festival. But these Youth Chorus Festivals, oh, my God, thousands. Wow. And just... Cool things like, you know, not to go on a tangent, but like one of the coolest things about going to something like that is like you can sing with three other people that you never met before. Right. Maybe they're Swedish. Maybe they're from New Zealand. You know, like maybe they're from California and you're from New Jersey. You can sing with them and you don't know them, but you can so quickly kind of like bond and, you know, friendship and like all that stuff. And you you never knew him. You know, you just ran into, into him in a hallway and you say, you sing bass, I sing lead. Uh, there's a tenor. Let's grab this guy. He sings baritone. Boom. Let's sing a, a tag or let's sing a little part oh, of a song. Yeah, what's a tag? Explain that. So um, in barbershop, we sing tags a lot. And uh, a tag is kind of like the coda of a song or maybe the last couple uh, measures, which tend to be kind of like, you know, musically interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, Often rather, maybe the wrap up of a song, yeah, kind of yeah. the landing the plane. Definitely. And uh we tend to teach those because we can teach them by ear. So I can teach, you know, I can teach you the lead part easily because it's four bars and I can teach everybody around me or we can kind of look on our phones and just learn the, you know, 30 seconds, 20 seconds. And it's usually fun. And, you know, after the contest, everybody kind of hangs out and we, we sing together. So that's like so unique for people like, and most people aren't used to listening and like learning by ear. And that's a big thing from barbershop is, you know, we use sheet music, but you know, I'll teach your part. I'll go, here's your part. Uh, cry. I made you cry. And I'll say, sing that back to me. That's This is the tag called cry. And he'll sing that back. And I'll say, good, let me teach you the other part. And so you don't need anything. You just need to literally stand there and listen to me and sing with me. And then you, you meet people and become friends with them just from that. So it's super, super cool. Wow. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit about the evolution of not only the style, but the community of barbershop and, and acapella yeah. singing. Again, you and I have talked off mic before about the stereotype. People say, oh, you know, uh, they find out someone sings barbershop and they think, oh, you have the straw hats and the little armbands and you're at the ice cream social on the 4th mm-hmm. of July. And and I know I, I don't bring that up to be sensitive about it. right? It, it's I, it's a stigma in a way, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And every day that's being overcome Yeah. because for a lot of reasons, because the hard work of people like you. But also even like what Deke Sharon's doing is it's becoming mainstream acapella singing. And then he is in it and supporting, you know, he's a, he's a well-known guy and, and super cool and talented. And he's locked in with these regional festivals and bringing Decapella out on the road. And, you know, there's, I guess, more diversity happening and certainly coming in with the, the youth support and bringing kids up in it. There's also uh, women female barbershop quartets yep and uh, let's see class ring is Mm -hmm. they won last year is that right yep and at the jersey harmony explosion uh who was the the female quartet you had there Uh, a female quartet called gq very talented uh quartet that has done like you know prairie home companion has youtube videos with millions of views very popular does gigs all over like very talented and we have done gimme four has done some youth festivals with them before so we knew that they have such passion for music and working with kids and the kids resonated so much and to, even at the concert of Jersey Harmony watching them just 
freak out over some of the stuff that GQ was doing when they sing. It's just like, how do you do that? Like, it's amazing. They sound phenomenal. Wow. And we interviewed them for Tap Into TV, mm-hmm. and they were really funny and super cool. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's awesome to see them at the at the Harmony Explosion. Sure. Um, do barbershop quartets ever mixed gender are they are they ever yeah. men and women that's kind of a newer thing that uh so barbershop harmony society has this idea of everyone in harmony and uh the idea that now that you know women can become members of barbershop harmony society that we have mixed quartets so there is actually a mixed quartet uh i don't know the specific name but it's an international championship for mixed quartets but it actually takes place in germany oh wow so uh you can qualify in a quartet here that's mixed men and women and then go compete for that championship in Germany. Um, and, you know, and that is kind of probably the next step of what Barbershop is going gonna, is gonna to do here. So there's been men quartets for a while now and kind of mixed. And I think that'll kind of be the next uh, step of how kind of competing and people singing, that'll be where it goes because there's pretty much only been men in competition, but now they're kind of trying to open up to, there's been mixed for a little bit. I want to say maybe a couple of years now. And then I think, you know, female quartets in the barbershop harmony society, that'll kind of be the next step. So there'll be all kinds of singing anybody. So that's, that's cool. And evolution also presents itself in the performance and the arrangements as well. Right. So Barbershop is coming out of a very traditional format and that's starting to loosen up. Am I saying that right? Totally, totally. Yeah. Like, so for example, in a a track on our album, Blame It On My Youth is an old barbershop classic, I'd consider it. Very much if you wanted to know what barbershop style was and what it sounded like, you would listen to this track. Well, let's do that. Cue it up. Uh, JP, roll the track. Give me another try if I expected love when first we kissed blame it on my So, you know, traditional, Dave, traditional barbershop, right? I'm using that word, I guess, appropriately. Yeah. Where did it start? Where did it come from? I wish I knew the specific history. I mean, I think, uh, no, I hope I'm not wrong on this, but, uh, you know, the idea of barbershop, you know, the word barbershop coming out of, you know, you're in your local uh, barbershop getting your hair cut, yeah. right? And, you know, I guess it's the, is it the Norman Rockwell picture of the guy in the seat and everybody kind of around him and yeah. they're, they're singing, right? So the idea that, you know, this was a different time and people like, uh, you know, you didn't just queue up the track on your cell phone. Yeah. You know, the things that people did to pass the time was singing because that's all mm-hmm. you had and you couldn't just put it in your CD player, right? You know, singing was like participating. That was how people did music, right? So that, I believe, uh, maybe, I, I think that's kind of how it started and how it got its name is, you know, people just, you know, or on the street corner, yeah. you know, like well, TT Melodies. Deke Sharon was telling us about, you know, vocal music was the original music. Yeah. And people sitting around a campfire and they they didn't have Fender guitars, you know, they and, you know, they would do vocal music and it would be storytelling and it would be tradition. Eventually it becomes religious music. And then eventually, you know, barbershop is a uh, becomes a popular music style. And then guess where that shows up? Doo-wop. 
So then mm-hmm. you're in the 50s and 60s, and you've got the same idea, singing a cappella music with your friends and the bonding and the resonating of that on the street corner. I'm fascinated by all that. Where can people find out more information about Gimme Four? Because you do some performances sure. and, of course, your, your CDs for sale. Where, where can they find out? Yeah, so uh, you can go to our website, which is www.gimme4quartet.com, uh, and that's G-I-M-M-E quartet.com, and uh, our album is on there if you're interested in that. Let me uh, double-check that URL. It's Gimme 4 Quartet? Yep. Right, so G-I-M-M-E-F-O-U-R Correct, yes. quartet.com. Yep, yep. Got it. Um, and you're on social media, I assume. Facebook right? and Twitter, you know, normally. Right, and find it. What's the future hold? You know, what's next for Gimme Four? Hmm, good question. Um, I mean, we so we continue to do a, a lot of performances and gigs and festivals, which we love to do. So I, I think that'll definitely be a part of our future. It, it's funny because we talk about like we look at ten years being together soon in the you know the somewhat near future, and it's just crazy. You know the amount of stuff we've done, and I think probably the next steps would be another album. I think part two because we actually so we recorded two big band tracks for that first album, but we also had two more that we kind of kept that Ooh. we were like. Yeah, we were like, let's keep those for <laughs> album number two. Super secret. Yeah, and there's even been talks with the big band that we perform with of doing a big band CD, a whole CD of charts like that, which would be amazing because we it's just so unique. And like we look at each other to some of those gigs and we are like on a Sunday night and we're like, this is like what we're doing right now. And like Super go, special. go back to yeah. your day job, not to knock my day job. Oh, but <laughs> we, we know where that stands, Dave. <laughs> but it's just so interesting to kind of be a part of – that and like you know at a club in new york city with a 15 piece big band and it's just so unique so i think those are definitely part of our future and continuing to com- competition is a big part of what gimme four mm, does sure. so i know we're going to continue to compete we have the international contest coming up yeah. every july and this year it's in utah so salt lake city mm-hmm. so uh for us a, a competition goal would be to make the top 10 so we came in 14th so to make the top 10 would be the next big leap for us and then kind of push forward from there. But I know, you know, we continue to, we're coaching probably, you know, every two weeks and working hard and meeting with other people and kind of just working on our sound. And, you know, we just lo- love to sing together. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, look, the takeaway for me about knowing you and Gimme Four is yeah, you work here at East Main Media in your day job. And by the way, you're awesome at it. And we thank you. You know, you're putting almost 200 TV shows on the air every year That's and for, have been for years and super great and dedicated and awesome. We love you, Dave. Thank you. But the other takeaway is that you have this other really big part of your life that you're super passionate about and you are dedicated about. And it's not a hobby you know what I mean it is you are tripled quadrupled down on it that you are leaning in you know you're on it and I'm of the opinion that most people don't aren't they aren't able to do that you know maybe they don't have that passionate thing in their life and and you know whatever it could be well look people are dedicated their families or whatever but this what you guys do takes a lot of work and you are way deep in it and committed and that's rare. And that's really what interests me the most about having you on the podcast and talking about Gimme Four. I mean, look, I have a music background too, so I like it. <laughs> I really appreciate what you guys do. And I, I wanted to to make sure that we get the shout out and people need to know about it. 
People need to hear this music and know what you're up to because you're not sitting in a garage playing three chords and screaming in a microphone. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I mean, like for, for us, you know, competition aside, the one of the coolest things is just like to know that you reached a kid or anyone and, you know, it doesn't have to be a kid, but it's cool when it is a youth or someone who's young or like we go into a school and you see that moment when it just it clicks in their head. And then, you know, they're hooked. They want to keep singing. Or even for another example, you know, at Jersey Harmony Explosion, the day after Will Downey, our bass, uh, sent us a message about uh, a group of girls who sent him an email literally the day after the festival and said, we were, we were so inspired by seeing GQ. We want to start our own girls quartet. And like, you know, like, like that's, that's all like we need as the four of us. Yeah, we're like super driven and we want to make the top 10. That's, yeah, fine. That's one goal. But like in, in other terms of it, like for us just to have like, anybody find that love of music and whether they stick with barbershop or sing acapella or anything right to see it really resonate with them spark them and make them so excited that they want to start their own group is like the coolest thing and it is really meaningful to us let me end by putting a finer point on that which is you guys are super committed and you're operating at a very high level world class but not everybody's gonna do that yeah. and that's okay yeah and so many of the kids that came to Jersey Harmony Explosion that we saw, they were just thrilled to be there and be doing stuff with other humans and not have their face in an iPhone or yeah. in a video game. And that's a part of it, too. And I saw that. There aren't people wandering around the hallways at that event checking their Instagram. Everyone is dialed in and thrilled to be there interacting with other humans. Yeah, there, uh, an interesting story of an educator who came up to me after the festival was saying like, you know, this is a, what, how many hour day? At least a 12 hour day. And he's like, it didn't feel like it. He had a group full of middle schoolers who were <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. And he, he said like, you would have thought this was like, you know, the, the quickest thing. And, and they're still drilled in and dialed in and want more. And like, you're talking, that's a long day. 12, 12 hours for middle school, for high school, for us, it's a long day. But he was like, just to see how they reacted and want more is uh, unbelievable. So I think that's the cool thing about music and kind of bringing everybody together. And as you said, you know, no, not everybody's head is in, you know, your cell phone and you're doing something that you kind of have to be with the person and it's, it's communication in a way too. So to like see that and see the effect on the kids, like it's just a huge win for us. Yeah. Huge win. Super important. You guys are great. And I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast. I'm not going to end with my traditional question with the goofy phone thing, so don't be scared. <sighs> and uh, that's it. Let's go back to editing some TV shows. Let's do it. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of East Main Media, hosted by Brian Brodeur. Special thanks to audio engineer J.P. Conk and senior producer Kayla Galka. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a good rating. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com. And thanks for listening. Rhythm brings business to the Yeah.